You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. And I guess if they haven't heard your voice, there's a surprise today. Taylor is actually coaching the call today. So, Oh, snap. A little last minute roster change. It's about to be on like Donkey Kong. That's all I got to say. Okay. Ahmad is up first. Any, we Ahmad. need like some kind of system to warn people when Taylor's doing the calls because I feel very unprepared for this. No, 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 no. <laughs> We need surprises. We need more surprises in, in CK. That's my votes. Okay, fine. More surprises. And just so you guys know, I, I understand that sales is good, is grammatically incorrect, but I'm rebelling. My mom was an English teacher and I'm just, I'm rebelling against the system right now. You just got to let, let me get it out and uh, let's do some coaching. Ahmad, what you got, bro? So I had a call yesterday with somebody who um, was, is, is currently working with I don't know if I call him a competitor, but certainly competitive program. Okay. Um, and she's only like two months into the program out of the three and clearly unhappy. That's why we're talking. And I don't know that I did a good, like, so she, we, we jumped in right there and cause I knew she was working with this, with this other person. And, um, and I asked her what was going on and why it wasn't working out and so on and so forth. So she had a lot of baggage from that experience. And I just don't know that I did a good job um, articulating and putting her at ease as to why working with me is going to be different. That's gotcha. the overall picture. Why do you feel like you didn't do a good job? So her main complaint with this other um, provider was that she didn't feel like she was getting feedback. Like he, you know, it's high, another high ticket program. And she felt like he just pushed her into her, you know, just watch these videos and like go through this really specific process. But as she struggled with this process, she wasn't getting feedback, right? She, the, their support was no good, essentially, right? The training was fine, but the support was no good. And, um, and so she kind of, the pendulum swung the other way. So now she's like, listen, I don't want to go through training or any of that stuff. Like, I just want you to tell me what to do. I want, I want to be able to interact with you directly as much as possible. I don't want anything else. So the idea of group calls and all of that, because she's been burned, she's like, I don't really want to get in group calls and I don't really want to go through training. Like all that was very offensive to her because of the way it was done. Gotcha. And how did you handle that? So, so, so I basically said, it sounds like what that other program was missing was the coaching element. So he put you through some training and said, go and do it. And then when you had trouble with it, you didn't get feedback. We have robust coaching. Like our coaching is top notch. So we're going to have training for you to go through. So you learn our model of doing things, which is different. And we talked about why it's different. And she appreciated the difference because essentially that guy has no experience selling to the enterprise. Whereas in my program, we covered that. Right. So she saw that difference. And I said, look, you know, like you're going to have plenty of opportunities to interact with me. You're going to have to hop on the group calls. It's a big part of this. But on those group calls, you can interact with me directly and ask me any questions that you have. And then outside of that, you can get access to me via email. And if we need to talk one-on-one for some reason, we can do that. Like that's part of the program. So, um, so I tried so, so, to tell her that how, she would how, get. How did it end? It ended with, I need to think about it. And this time I let her think about it because she says, I feel like I made a mistake the first time around by jumping into this with that other guy. And I don't want to do it again. Okay. And did you text her after the call and say, how do you feel about our, how did you feel about our call? No, I emailed her. Did she respond? With some testimonials. Uh, I don't think so. We got to follow up like now in an hour. 
Okay, cool. All right, let me give. Let me just gonna download a bunch of stuff into you. She doesn't care how the program is delivered. She says she does because she's trying to find out whether she believes you or not. But she doesn't actually care because we don't actually care how the engine of the car works. We just want to know that it's safe and what we're going to get out of the vehicle is going to ultimately satisfy whatever need we want. You don't really care how many like intricacies are in your vehicle, unless you're an enthusiast, but most of the time people don't. She doesn't actually care. So that's handling the wrong objection. What you want to deal with is that like being like, we have a very robust system and the only thing that we track really is results. We don't, we don't track anything else. And so I can't speak to this other coach or this other person, but I, I can tell you that the mistakes we make in selection along the way, that is the cost that is the price that we pay to learn how to make the right choices and the right selection. Does that make sense? For her, you mean? Yeah. You want to say this to her, like almost verbatim. The the mistakes we make in selection along the way, that's typically the price. It's the tuition we pay to learn how to make the right decision. So it wasn't a mistake that you worked with this other person. And thinking that it was a mistake is is a, is a that's a mistake. Because if you learned something from it, and in this case, it's you learned how to vet, how to thoroughly vet, how to make sure that the person can actually do what they're saying they're going to do. Outside of that, you need to just look at the results that are coming out of my company. And You've told me what what you feel like you're trying to do, and I'm telling you that that's 100% possible, but it's not going to happen from watching a couple videos. It's going to be a process and an engagement where we're going to have to kind of go back and forth. And and what am I doing when I say that? Putting it back on her. Not necessarily. I mean, I am, but the, the point of that is I'm actually just actually mirroring her concerns, but she's that I'm, I'm repeating back to her what her concerns are, but I'm doing it in a way where I'm trying to seed the idea that just because you were burned in the past doesn't mean you're going to be burned now. And just because you make a mistake in the past doesn't mean that you're going to repeat that mistake in perpetuity, because that's really the objection you're handling is she invested in a program that did not do what she thought it was going to do. And the objection is she's going to invest in your program and it's not going to do what you say it's going to do. And it, you did not really solve that objection. So explain to me again how, how you're addressing that with what you just said. I'm, I'm saying that, did you hear what I said about it wasn't a mistake because you learned how to do due diligence? Got it. So it's essentially teaching her that just because you trip once doesn't mean that you shouldn't get back up. Correct. One person gets in a car wreck and then everyone else decides they're never going to drive a car again. Well, you could walk everywhere, but that's not ideal, is it? And then that, that analogy will, will sink in. And then what you want to do in a case like this is you always want to text them after the call. Say, how did you feel about our call? Not, not mm-hmm. sending testimonials. Like you can do that on email or whatever. You want that, you want that input. My sales guys joke with me and they're like, I want to learn how to see the future like you do, but I can't see the future. All I'm doing is I'm, getting, I'm, I'm creating as many inputs as I can then making very, 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 very good assessments based on the data that I'm getting back. So if if I ask someone, how do you feel about our call? What that's an input. They're gonna give me an they're gonna give me something in return that I can then use to make a, a judgment call about all oh, this person's not in the pocket. They're terrified. In which case I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna if someone's terrified, then what I need to do is I need to deal with that objection. So if someone says, Yeah, I'm really, really scared, what do you think my response is gonna be? 
Why are you scared? Nope. It's literally going to be good. (laughs) Do it it afraid. Everything that's good for anybody who's ever built an empire or anything successful has been afraid. Fear is a leading indicator. In fact, if you weren't afraid, I would be concerned. I wouldn't say all this at once, but I'm giving you all the different things that I would say because I want to deal with that person being afraid. And I want to reframe that as a good thing because it is a good thing. How? Raise your hand if you were afraid coming into CK. Probably every single one of you. Yeah, you should be afraid because the things that matter typically are important and there should be a weight to that. Mm. Okay, uh, so let me ask you this. One thing I did say to her, and I don't know if it was a good idea, kind of felt like you though when I said it. So um, uh, when she told me about the experience, I said, look, as soon as I hear that someone's working with with a competitor or going through another program, it didn't work out. My first question becomes, was it the program or was it you? Was that too combative? It depends on her. This was a she, right? Yeah, it was, a, yeah. it was a her. I think it depends on the personality. If she's coming to you and she's obviously broken and she's just like, I don't know what's going, what's wrong. And I'm just like, I'm just confused. And that would be too combative. You can probably ask that question in nicer ways, but man, this is, this becomes tactical at this point. And you're not really going to, typically you're not going to lose a sale with that question. It's not going Mm -hmm. to be the end all be all, but you will lose a sale if you, if you solve the wrong objection. In this case, you asked, you, you started telling her how many calls she gets and stuff. And that was probably the wrong objection. But the good news is, is you have a follow-up with her. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do is you want to go into this next call, be pretty empathetic and make sure that you're dealing with the root, not just the byproducts. You know, like if she's scared, go to the root of that and find out why she's scared. If she feels okay. like she doesn't have money, go to the root of that. Right. And what a lot of, what a lot of salespeople do is someone will say they don't have money and they instantly start making payment plans. Well, that's not going to work because you're not dealing with the root. You're trying to solve, you know, you're solving the symptom at that point. Got it. And I don't think that'll be the issue. I, I think what might come up and I want to get your thoughts on this as well is she's got a month left with this guy. So she mentioned on the call that, you know, like, I guess I could just finish out the month, but I also don't want to waste a month of time that she said that but she could finish out the month and he's got some guarantee. And I think it's one of those guarantees where he'll just keep working with you until the problem solved. So I'm wondering if that might be something she comes back with today and says, well, let me finish out the month and see where we stand. How would you respond to that? Well, role play with me. You be her and I'll be you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting, but given that I've already invested in this program and I've got a month left, he's got this guarantee. I think it might be prudent for me to just stick around and work with his system and see where that gets us. What do you mean? I mean, let's see what happens in the next month. Maybe we can turn it around with his help. Okay. Have you already made up your mind or are you wanting my thoughts on that? Or what, what do you, you want coaching on it? Or what do you, what are you saying? Uh, I'm open to your thoughts. Okay. Thoughts regarding what I would do or a timeline or what thoughts would you like? Yeah. I mean, so what if I come back to you in a month? Is that something that we can do? Yeah, absolutely. You can you can come in whenever you want. You can come in, in in six months. Whether that's the best thing for you, I mean, we we would have to talk about that and kind of figure that out. But it doesn't affect me at all, like whether you come in now or in December. This would be more about like kind of where you at and what's best for you. And that's what I would be willing to give you coaching on. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking it's it's a month, right? So what's What's a month? You know, let's see if it works out. And if it doesn't, then we'll talk to you in a month. Okay. We have a process for that. 
if you would like to know what it is. Okay. Thousand dollar deposit, it's refundable, and we can set up a call in a month. Okay. Why can't we just talk in a month without the deposit? Why do you need a deposit? Why can't we just talk again in a month? Because we do a deposit to hold people's spots to set up the follow-up. Okay. Let me back up here. Are you on a scale of one to 10? Are you like a six or a seven where you're like, I'm not really sure whether I want to go with you or not, but I'm just making up a month. So I don't sound like I'm telling you no. Or are you like, no, I'm, I'm serious. I'm a 10. And even though this program has not worked out and it's been shit to date, I'm just going to endure another month of shit until things magically change. Where, where are you on the spectrum? I'm trying to figure out what you want. You know, yeah, I'm mean? probably, probably an eight or a nine. I just feel like I've invested in that other program and it just, it hurts to just say goodbye without giving it, without giving it the time it requires. And I've got a month left. That's where I'm okay. at. Do you want coaching on that? Yes. Legitimately, you want coaching. You're not going to, yeah. you're not, I'm not going to give you coaching. Then you're going to argue with me on the coaching, right? <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not binding. Yeah. I want coaching. Okay. Cause I'm like, Hey, here's how we do that. You're like, Oh, why do we have to do that? It's like, well, let me give you some, let me, I'm telling you the process. The, the way you're making this decision is why there are so many poverty stricken people in the world. They put money in the stock market. The stock market goes down. Oh my God, I can't pull the money out of the stock market because what a, I'll lose everything. Then the market keeps going down. It's called sunk cost bias. It's a real thing. You cannot make decisions based on sunk cost bias. I'm not saying that you should come in right now. You can do a month if you want to. But sunk cost bias is not the pattern you want to set for your business. Make sense? Yeah. Makes do sense. You under, does that, does, do you get it? Like where, where I'm coming from? Yeah, I get it. Okay. All that said, absolutely you can come in in a month if you want. I have no problem with that. Or two months or whatever. The way we do that is a refundable deposit that holds your spot. If you wake up in a month and you wake up in hives and sweats and you're like, I can't do this. Oh my God. Then I'll refund the money. It's not a big deal, but that's the process we use. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. If you're a nine, if you're a nine, this is what you need to do. If you're like a six or a seven, I would hold off. What do you mean? Hold off. I wouldn't put any money into a real estate deal. If I was like, oh, there's a, there's a 60% chance that this could work out. But I would absolutely put money into a real estate deal if there was a 90% chance. And this is zero risk. It's it's like, would you let me ask you this? Would you go invest money into a real estate deal? And if it doesn't make you a, a return, you get a refund on the house. Would you do that? Yeah. Okay. There's a thousand dollar deposit. If you don't want to move forward, you get a refund on the deposit. You have unlimited upside and zero downside. Got it. Okay. Exit role play. I see what you did. So you put it on me to decide if I'm a six or a seven or a nine and gave me a clear path either way. hundred percent. I'm not going to force you into doing anything. It's and all if I internal. Said, I'm creating internal tension. Yeah. And if I had said six or seven, I guess you would have prodded more as to why I'm at six or seven or at this point. Would yeah. You or just go? cut the call and found somebody else. That's actually smart. Yep. Okay. But notice how much time I spent at the very beginning getting permission. I didn't just go right into like, oh, well, here's why you should not do that and blah, blah, blah. I spent a lot of time going back and forth with you, getting your permission and buy-in. And then when you're like, well, why can't I just do this? I, again, re- I circled back. I wanted to get your permission again, but this time I was a little heavier. I was like, are you going to argue with me if I give you coaching? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. Makes sense. Got it. 
Thank you. You got it. Let us know how it goes. Will do. All right. Up next is Tin. Hey, Taylor. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just just hopped into Elite. So excited to get started. On oh, that. snap. You coming out <laughs> in April? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to change your life. This is the uh, best time. I try my best to get there. <laughs> you better get here or Ben will fly to wherever you are and pick you up. <laughs> okay. What you got? Um, so, so my question is, I just feel like when I'm in sales calls that I feel still feel very committed to the sale. And whenever I try to not be committed to the sale, I let people off too too quickly, I would say. So I've been on on a sales call today where the prospect just just told me, okay, uh, so why are we here? Uh, what's what's your what's what's your problem that you that you got that you want to talk about? And he was just like, I just want to hear what what you guys are doing and um, if that could be beneficial um, to to my business. So he didn't come from a, a pain point. So I tried to dig deeper, but he wasn't really. He said like my business is fine, and so I I just let him off the call without really explaining what we're doing because I just didn't feel like he he was a, a right fit. So I, now I'm just feeling like, okay, sh- should I dig deeper or, or how how am I basically pushing for, for the pain points or also like handling objections without being too committed to the, to the sale at the end of okay, the day? Okay, I'm going to make you start over. Tell me the question in one sentence or less. How do I not stay committed to a call uh, to a sale without letting people off too quickly? Morning formula. Okay. Morning formula. Because when you feel like you need a sale, you're not controlling your emotional state. How do you control your emotional state? Routine, visualization, looking at your goals, becoming the kind of person before you actually get the goodies, you get the result. You got to become the person in the future first. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you did your morning formula in totality? I did it last week. Okay. Last week on Friday. Actually, okay, you ask you ask anyone on my team when's the last time they did their morning formula, and the answer is this morning. Okay. Okay, you have to control your emotional state at all times. Yeah. And if you're erring on the side of you're erring on the side of letting people go, then you just follow a process and you become a savage. And the thing is, is do you believe that your product is what's best for people? Yes or no? Yes, of course. No doubt about it? No doubt about it. Then is you letting people go in their best interest or in your best interest? In their best interest. Letting people go is in their best interest if your product is good for them? Oh, okay. Uh, in yeah, my best best interest. Okay, so that's you're being selfish. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, like if I tell them that they are not a good fit, then it's yeah, it's in their best interest. Sorry. Okay. Right, but your question is, how do I stay out of neediness without dipping into letting people go? So if you're letting the right people go, is that selfish? Um, yes, it is. Yes, maybe or yes, yeah, totally is. Which one? Totally yes. No question about it. No question about it. So you're being a selfish person. 
is you're trying to figure out how to not be so selfish. <laughs> um, you feel me reframing you just all over the court right now? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Because you believe that pushing someone, it, it violates some part of you. You don't believe that it's in someone's best interest to push them. But here are the three rules that you have to remember about sales. This is all sales as long as your product is good. Number one, your only job on the sales call is to help people make the best decision for them. To help someone make the best decision for them. Agreed? Agreed. Number two, what's best for people is usually outside of their comfort zone. What's best for people is usually outside of their comfort zone. Agreed? Agreed. Number three, prospects will fight like hell to stay inside their comfort zone. Agreed? Yeah. So we have a dichotomy here. Your job is to get people into a position where they can do what's best for them, but nobody wants to do what's best for them on their own. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you the question now, knowing what you know, how do you stay out of neediness and still push people to do what's best for them? I need to like figure out if if what I'm offering them is actually the best thing for them. Okay, well, you said it is the best thing. Yeah. So are you taking that back? It's not the best thing anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> it is the best thing. Yeah. It's, let me, I'm going to start this sentence and then I want you to finish it. It's not about who? Me? <laughs> it's not about you. It's not about you, Tim. Your question revolves around you. How do I? How do I? But it's all about them. What's best for the person? You want to yeah. know how to stay out of neediness and how to stay out of letting people go as you focus on them. It's not about you. It's about them. What does this person need? And what do they need me to do to help them make the right decision? You focus exclusively and explicitly on them because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. So you come to me and we're on a call and I know for a fact that what you need is to hop into this program. Yeah. And you need to do it today. There is yeah. no there is no chance I'm letting you off the hook. Mm-hmm. Because my my belief is that this is what you need and I'm pretty good at knowing what people need. Does that make me needy? No. No, it makes me caring. It makes me it makes me actually care about my prospects. Mhm. It's just like I feel that Oh, start over. You said I feel. I don't care yeah. what. Start over. Okay. <laughs> it's not about you, Ten. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i'm in the sales clinic so it's 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 about yeah okay um it's are you are you on the sales clinic so you can feel better about sales or are you in the sales clinic so you can help more people change their lives yeah so it can help people change their lives more okay, people so it's, lives. it's not about you and it's not about what you feel yeah you can push it's, back i'm i'm open to proving it to you i'm just saying it ain't yeah. about you, Ten. I see where you're going. It's yeah. I was just probably just to focus on 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 how I feel and 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 what I believe, rather than focusing on the prospect. This is why it's so important for us to get outside of ourselves. Because if you start viewing sales as what can I this this is about me making money, me making revenue. Yeah, you're going to struggle with sales. Right. Yeah. It's. What would you recommend? Because I had a pretty good run where I actually every week I, I closed another prospect and then I had three weeks in a row where I, 
uh, jumped on sales calls and didn't close anyone. And I f just felt like, okay, I just can't do it anymore. And I, I just lost kind of like the momentum, which is say this in the morning formula to, to put, what would you recommend to put on my morning formula in order to get rid of that mentality or mindset? Well, that's a, a textbook example of asking a question that is in the future to avoid solving the problem that is right now. Step number one, you need to do your morning formula and then you can come back and I'll tell you what I would put in it. Okay. All right. You don't lose momentum. You give it up. So it's as easy as reaching out and taking it back. Have you deviated from your script? Um, from what script? The sales script? Mm -hmm. um, while I was on that call? Have you deviated from it? Yeah, a bit. Okay. And did you deviate from it when you were in a rut or before you went into a rut? Actually, when I was in the rut. Ah, you should probably reset because you don't ever don't ever experiment when you're in a rut. Yeah. So revert back to what you were doing when you were winning. Go back to that scripts. We'll pull yourself out of the rut. It's not make it not make it totally about the other person as well. Mm -hmm. And then when you're not in a rut anymore, if you want to experiment, you can experiment. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Find somebody elite to hold you accountable. They will kick your ass over there. Okay. I will too, but find, find, a, find a buddy, get some accountability. All right? All right. Got it. Cool.